And again, you're listening to Community Matters. The Jamestown Public Market opens for the season on Saturday starting June 11th. More activities are coming back this season along with new faces. We spoke with Market Director Linnea Carlson and the new Community Coordinator, Hannah Bavuso, about everything planned. Jamestown Public Market Director Linnea Carlson and Community Coordinator Hannah Bavuso are joining us in studio today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So the Jamestown Public Market kicks its season off Saturday, June 11th. What's in store for this year? Yeah, so we're super excited, as always, with uh, the start of the season. And um, we will be returning once again to 3rd Street between North Main and Cherry, which is uh, awesome. Uh, Last year, we moved there um, so that we could be more flat and we could expand the number of vendors. Uh, And so we're going to be averaging about 22 to 24 vendors per week. Um, And we have a lot of seasonal vendors, which means they'll be there every Saturday. Uh, But we also have some new daily vendors who will be joining us for the first time this year. So that's uh, for the public market. We're we're quite excited about it. When it comes to the vendors, is there any increase from the previous year? I know that last year you you had a a number of new vendors that came on board. Yes. And, you know, Farmers markets are always interesting because things happen, right? Especially in the farming world and things fluctuate. Uh, But we do have several new vendors this year, uh, including Carlberg uh, Farms, which is a new produce vendor. We're very excited about uh, them joining us. Um, We have a new bakery called Magic Cat Bakery, who will be uh, at some Saturdays, which we're really excited about. Uh, And then we have a lot of our favorite vendors who are returning uh, every week as well. Uh, Hidden Valley Produce, Avery's Acres, um, uh, Pearl City Popcorn will be there uh, quite a bit this summer. uh, And so we're quite excited. Um, I will say, you know, it's a good opportunity to kind of share with the public how, you know, farm works is you know we we were hoping to have a chicken farmer this year uh and that didn't work out too well I'll turn it over to Hannah to kind of explain because she's she's talked with them but sure um our chicken farmer we were expecting to come to market had an unfortunate run-in with a minx with their first bat was it a minx yeah yeah with their first batch of chicks And so they lost their first batch, and then they were expecting to get a second batch of chicks. And um, unfortunately, they weren't able to make it to the farm because they got caught with the avian flu. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of uh, weren't. So the chicks didn't even make it to the farm. So the farmer doesn't have chickens um, to come to market. Yeah, until possibly August. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we've had stories about avian flu and hadn't heard really how it affected any of the agricultural community here in uh, Chautauqua County, other than, you know, affecting maybe the county fair in terms of what they can you know, do for their shows. But yeah, that's that's someone's livelihood. So that's an I, I, do you know what a minx is? I'd have to look it up on Google. But yeah, it's like a looks kind of like a ferret. Hmm. They're very scary, not to people like they will run away from you, but they love their chickens. Oh my. So um, but we'll give them a shout out. They're good grass farms. Uh, and so, you know, follow them on Facebook. They have turkeys for Thanksgiving. We get every year and we're hoping beyond hope that they can be there in August. But um, we just like to, you know, tell that story because it's a good illustration of the community is that like farming and agriculture is always in flux. 
And so, you know, you might not get every week what you want to get, like you can do in the grocery store, but we hope that you still support. Uh, and it's all about changing your diet to be more Western New York seasonal uh, and kind of going with the flow. Um, and so far, our customers have been really supportive of that uh, and understanding. Um, and, you know, we will we'll still have plenty on offer. Uh, Conklin Family Ranch is coming every Saturday, so they have uh, Angus beef, pork, um, they have dairy products, uh, and so, um, and then the Biodome as well has a lot of local meat products. So we'll have plenty of local meat, um, but it, you know, it's just, uh, it, you know, it's always interesting every year how how market comes together. But it always does. So. Mm-hmm. Being this early in June, uh, what can, is there produce that we can expect to see on on Saturday when you open? Yeah, we have um, strawberries for sure. There will be rhubarb. We've mm-hmm. got beet greens. Um, we've got. Spring onions are ooh, in yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And, asparagus. Um, ooh, asparagus. I love asparagus. Yes. And it's a very short window for asparagus. So make sure you're there and you get the local stuff because mm-hmm. it's good. And chard will be in season. Mm-hmm. I love chard too. Yeah. So a lot of greens. So that's that's actually greens. quite a bit for, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think about June. I'm thinking, is there really anything to eat? But that's yeah. you know a lot of good sides and potential dessert because I heard rhubarb and strawberry. And, oh, yeah. and in my mind, it's all in one. <laughs> you got to make pie. your pies. Yes. Pie yeah. Or crumbles or, Ooh, yeah. or crostatas or and uh, yeah, the possibilities are just mm-hmm. endless. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, and uh, I mean, obviously, when we go to market, we expect to see the food vendors and different, you know, uh, whatever, you know, different other vendors that you have there. But you have activities lined up for this year. Can you tell us about some of the things that are planned? Yeah. So, you know, in addition to the vendors every week, we have uh, live music, which is always exciting. And then we will be continuing our Sprouts program. So for every uh, activity that children participate in, it's free. It's mainly geared towards elementary and middle-aged kids, but we've had kids all the way up to age 18 participate, which is cool. Uh, They will receive a $2 voucher each week to spend on fresh fruits and veggies. And that's made possible thanks to Novel Destination uh, and owner Carrie Wolfgang, which we're really uh, appreciative of her ongoing support. Uh, and then in addition to kind of those things that we do weekly, um, we will also be partnering with several different festivals uh, and, and events downtown. So opening day will be will coincide with Jamestown Pride Festival, which we're really excited about. Last year, that was our best day of the year. Uh, and that committee and, and organizers are just so supportive and, and wonderful. And then uh, July 16th um, is also going to be the weekend of the Scandinavian Festival, which will be, uh, I believe, at the Northwest Ice Arena. So we're going to be doing some fun collaborations with them. And then July 23rd, we're bringing back our children's market, and that'll be in collaboration with the Chautauqua Connections Children's Coalition. Uh, And they're doing a Christmas in July like vendor fair uh, type event. Um, so that's just what's going on at the public market. Um, but we have, you know, other things that we do throughout the year, uh, including some fun stuff that we'll have at the community gardens. So we're, we're pretty pumped for it. Mm-hmm. I, I received a mailing uh, about the public market because I'm on, I'm on the list, as I like to say. And you have some things that are happening, maybe not on market days, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even something later in the year. Can you tell us about those things as well? 
Yeah, so we love to celebrate National Farmers Market Week, which is always the second week in August. And last year, we launched our first uh, farm tour event at Abers Acres. Uh, and this year, uh, that will be hopefully uh, at the Hot Settlers Farm, who run Hidden Valley Produce. Uh, so we're quite excited for that. So stay tuned there for more details, and that would be a fundraiser. And then um, in October, we're bringing back our in-person farm-to-table dinner. And this year, we're super excited because we're going to be collaborating with the Fredonia Farmers Market so that it can be a countywide uh, kind of uh, initiative and, and event. Uh, and that, again, will be a fundraiser for both us and the Fredonia Farmers Market. And we look at them as our neighbors and our friends. Uh, and, um, you know, they have a lot of different kind of vendors than we do and vice versa. And so we just really want to highlight what both of us have to offer um, and that, you know, the county can support both of us equally and, and enjoy that. Uh, and then in October, we're going to be uh, sponsoring along with Green Up Jamestown, which is another initiative of St. Luke's focused on uh, environmental concerns uh, and advocacy. And we will be showing a film screening on October 17th at 6 p.m. at The Reg uh, of a film called 2040, which is kind of a, a documentary about um, if we don't act on climate change or enact any climate change measures, um, what the world would look like in the year 2040. And it sounds scary and it sounds daunting, uh, but it's actually a very hopeful film uh, to, to show us as a, as a society uh, what we can do to better our planet and appreciate it. So, um, and that's obviously something that we really care about because if there's no planet and there's no ecosystem, there's no farms. And if there's no farms, there's no food. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize that event was happening at the Reg. So that's not one of our, it's a rental as we would call it, but it's great to have things coming here and Absolutely. happening at our facility. Um, one thing I thought about, you we're talking about different food sources and things, and you mentioned the farm tours. And I know Abers Acres, is there an organic farm? Yes. So it, are they the only one that's at the market? They are the only one that's certified organic. Um, I will say that a lot of our vendors, um, you know, talk to your vendor, uh, ask them about their growing practices. All of them are really open to talk about, how, you know, how they produce their products, how they grow their products. Um, and as far as I know, uh, none of our vendors utilize, you know, pesticides or anything of that nature. Um, but uh, Abers is the only certified organic, and we appreciate that because it's a lot of work to go through that process and get that USDA designation. Uh, and they do a fabulous job of that, and their produce is absolutely beautiful. So um, if you're interested in organic produce, visit them. And, uh, you know, we will say that their prices are a little bit higher than others, and that's because they are certified organic, you know, so it's worth it. Excellent. How many, do you have a handle on how many public markets we have in the county now? So uh, there's us. Uh, Fredonia runs on Saturdays all year long. They're the only year-long market. Uh, Dunkirk has a farmer's market. Forestville just started a farmer's market last year. Uh, Lakewood is returning with their farmer's market this year. Uh, Mayville is is having a market uh and i believe cherry creek has a market as well does westfield have one yes and westfield oh my gosh that's that's a, one of the largest so they're also on saturdays too you're right so, so there's quite a bit right that's I, I think if i'm counting that's eight and there's probably you know and that's not counting all the little stands right independent of markets itself so a lot going on so what we've we've heard from hannah maybe just a little bit but hannah i want to come back to you and you're new to Jamestown Public Market and new to the area. So why can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how how did you come to Jamestown and come to the public market? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. 
So I was living in Colorado before this in a little ski town called Breckenridge. And that's where I went to get my um, college degree. So I just graduated with my degree in sustainability. And my passion really is in farming and agriculture. Um, not that I am a farmer or have ever farmed. I've planted garlic for a season, but that's, that's about the extent of my farming experience. Um, but I w I'm really interested in soil and, and regenerative farming and what that can do for our planet um, and nutrition was kind of how I fell into um, regenerative agriculture and just learning what nutrients we can gain from our soil um, and you know how exciting that is when we're when we're eating really good food with dirt on it pulled from the dirt and how that enhances you know our bodies and, and why that's good for our bodies so that's kind of what led me into sustainability and then I learned going to school, I just learned what a broad um, spectrum sustainability is. You know, it's 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 about the people. It's about the planet. And um, and so through that, I learned about, you know, how important community is. And when I was looking for jobs, I moved to Jamestown. Just I mean, I've, I've been here for for a month now. <laughs> so real fresh. Um, but when I was looking for jobs, I really wanted something that was going to immerse me in the community. And I stumbled upon Jamestown Public Market and when I did more research about what they stood for and their practices and and learned a little bit about Linnea I was really excited um, about the prospect of dipping my toes into the farmers market world um, which is just this amazing platform for connecting farmers to communities so that we get I mean I've always loved going to farmers markets but that opportunity to go and meet the farmer the person that pulled the plant from the ground um, that still quite often has the soil on it that gave the plant the nutrients to grow um, for me, was just the perfect, the perfect job um, to get to connect with the community, to get to connect with the farmers, to to work in this space um, of, you know, bettering the planet and offering opportunities for people to better themselves too through food, because um, really it's so important how what we choose to put in our bodies becomes who we are. Um, so I think that that for me was the most exciting part of moving to Jamestown was like finding this job, even though I was moving here regardless. Um, my husband and I, we found a home. Colorado was just getting way too big. Um, there wasn't great soil. It's very rocky where I was. It was, you know, it was snowing like nine months out of the year. It's insane. <laughs> we just, there was snow like last week um, up in the mountains. So, so I was looking forward to like going somewhere that had four seasons. Um, I'd never lived out in the Northeast before. I grew up out in um, on the West Coast in Canada. And I um, was just, you know, we were looking for a change. And we were looking for somewhere that had community and had really good dirt and that had opportunities for young people. And it felt like Jamestown was that. Wow. I, I have to let you in on a, on a sad fact that there was one year where there was snow on May 23rd in Narc County. So... <laughs> I hope that doesn't deter you or make you feel... Well, like, I'm already here. So. Yeah, you're already here. <laughs> maybe, maybe we have six months of snow compared to nine. So I guess it's not so bad. But no, it's, it's great that you've come here. What Do you have any initiatives that you're going to be working on in your community coordinator role? Sure. So I'm going to be, um, hopefully, once I, once I get more settled... Um, really running the mobile market and and alongside Linnea taking over that. Um, the community gardens is a really um, a, a, a part of this that I hope to um, to adopt and and be able to continue for Linnea um, in in 
partnership with Linnea. And um, the I'm, I would really like to work more with, with kids and in mm-hmm. schools and adopting more of like that farm to school initiative. I always imagined that that would be a, a really incredible um, thing to bring better food to, to schools. Um, in cafeterias, I mean, this is where children are going to learn. So we need to be showing them what real food looks like and feeding them real food. Um, and then also showing them where it comes from. You mm-hmm. know, I think that that's a really big part of, of a, big, a big problem in our society is that people are so disconnected from food and from food systems. And so if we can really catch children young and show them like, this is a carrot. This is how a carrot grows. It came from a seed. And really helping them to understand that process and to honor and respect farmers and their, you know, what they do for for us and for their community and for the for the larger world so that, you know, kids really can come out of school with an understanding of food systems and how food systems work and a real appreciation for food systems too. So that firm to school piece is something I'm really passionate about. Um, and excited to get started on. Mm-hmm. And with the mobile market, I think some of the locations have included school sites in the past. Is that true for this year too? Yes, we'll be mm-hmm. at Bush Elementary School on Thursdays from 2.30 to 3.30. And that's been a site in the past. Um, and hopefully we can adopt more schools in the future. Excellent, excellent. And uh, one of the other things, and we, we talked about this before we started recording, is that uh, with your interest with farms and all that, that you have an interest in urban farming. Yes, so true. I um, have always wanted chickens. My first, I mean, it's probably not my first memory, but I remember being really little and I I was just begging my mom for chickens and we lived in the suburbs. And she's like, Hannah, we can't have chickens. Like, there's no way. And so she was, she finally was super fed up with me. She's like, call the city, call the city and ask them if you could have chickens. And guess what? I could. I was allowed to have five chickens, but no rooster in the city. Of, I lived in Parksville. It was a tiny town. And um, and so we got some chickens. Really sad story. Chickens didn't make it. But I'm an adult now, um, so I feel like a resp- more responsible chicken owner. And I would love to be able to have you know chickens and more urban farming happening in the city of Jamestown, like food farms in our front yards. Mm-hmm. Like That's it's so, so important, important yeah. to, for access. And... Um, and, you know, why can't we have a goat if we're responsible goat owners or a couple of pigs if we're responsible pig owners? And then we have somewhere to put our kitchen scraps, too, right? I mean, I think composting is another super important part of sustainability. We need to stop throwing our food scraps in the garbage because um, those, th- those are that's like an amazing way to nourish our gardens, right? Like those food scraps turn, they rot, they turn into compost, and then that becomes fertilizer for our plants. And I think that's a real missed opportunity um, if we're not if we're not composting our food scraps or giving them to our chickens or our pigs mm-hmm. or do goats eat food scraps? I don't know. We'll have to do some more research on that. But I, know, I agree. <laughs> I know goats eat Japanese knotweed, and that, oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's, I always have the same whenever I'm talking to anybody about the river. Uh, I always tell them like, well, you know, you just get some goats down here. <laughs> because, yes. so, right. Yeah. So and I and I semi joke about it because I had seen this project done up in Buffalo yeah. in, in Delaware Park, where they brought in a herd of goats and they penned them in and they had them do oh, a movable feast it. down along one of the mm-hmm. creeks. You uh, can rent them for your personal home up in Buffalo. Oh, really? And they can just come and hang out and and, you know, mow your grass for you. 
They eat it up. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But so, currently in Jamestown, mm-hmm. our zoning laws don't allow us to have farm animals. Or, um, and I think that you know that's a real missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is this something that the, the public markets looking at working with the city on changing those codes? Yeah, definitely. So we've been in conversation with the city about you know the need to overhaul the zoning code in a variety of ways. And we worked with them in 2020 to codify the market. So that was kind of a, a, a good process to show us you know that we can collaboratively work with the city and that they want to work with us and support our efforts. And so um, a big piece of it uh, is going to be um, if we're able to get uh, funding to support our, our food action plan initiative um, that I know WRFA has featured for us uh, uh, that we've talked to city council about, um, we would be able to do some uh, surveying of the community uh, as well as some, some focus groups uh, and different uh, research efforts so that we can figure out you know what the community wants and how that translates into the need to change parts of our zoning code. Uh, so... Um, I have wanted chickens as well, you know, and so we're so excited to have somebody like Hannah on board who does not only uh, understand that need, but is super passionate about it. Uh, and so we're just really excited to kind of do some boots on the ground work with the community and understand, you know, what do they need around food? Uh, and urban farming is a big piece of that. Mm-hmm. And in Jamestown, I mean, historically, when I moved here, I think there were two working farms in the city. Now to give you con- some background, I moved here in 1999. Two working farms, they were grandfathered in, so they were exempt from the city code. And I think, I could be wrong, but I thought both of them have shut down. And maybe one one of them is still up and going. But that's how, I mean, the city is just that they moved away from that agriculture focus and, you know, already decades. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's been obviously legislative out of the city code to allow right. that kind of activity. So it'll be interesting to see where things go from, especially since I've seen this in other cities just because things change and development changes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to, you'll have to keep me updated on what's going on. Although I do cover city council meetings, so I'm sure I'll hear about it one way <laughs> or the other. So circling back to the public market and people thinking about they want to come maybe this Saturday or future Saturdays, what should people know? What should they know when they're coming? Do you know, did they need cash or, you know, what about, I don't know, other pa- payment methods? Should they bring anything with them? Yeah, so uh, again, it runs Saturdays 10 to 2 on 3rd Street uh, all the way through the end of October. Our vendors take cash, um, but we also, uh, if you need to use your credit card or debit card, or you would like to use your SNAP EBT benefits, you can come to the Green Market Tent, and we will take the money off of your card and give you tokens that you can then use like cash with the vendors. And so you can use your SNAP EBT benefits to buy any food that you would be able to purchase with those benefits at a grocery store. So eggs, meat, cheese, produce, all that good stuff. Uh, And then we will continue to participate in the Double Up Food Bucks program, which is sponsored by Field and Fork Network. Uh, And that's really exciting. So uh, they do a dollar for dollar match off of your EBT card. Uh, So if you spend $10, for example, off your EBT card, we would give you $10 for free to spend. And that's every week you can do that. Uh, and that uh, those benefits are for fruits and vegetables. And then um, we have all of our produce vendors take the WIC Farmer's Market checks as well as the Senior Farmer's Market Nutrition Program vouchers. Uh, and so that's quite exciting as well. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think of what else is really important to know. Bring your bag. Yes, thank you. Bring your bags. <laughs> oh, and, and this is rain or shine too. This event. Oh yes. Oh, and rain or shine. Right. Bring yes. your bags. Rain or shine. So, yes. Also, the market's open. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So in terms of like, you know, if you're someone who does receive uh, the SNAP EBT benefits senior and other benefits senior, this is a one way to stretch your dollar, especially when we see increasing prices at the grocery store. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can get up to $20 a week um, for free. And it's it's literally that it's free money to you. But then once you spend it, the farmers are reimbursed. So you're supporting your local economy. You're getting delicious fruits and veggies. Uh, It's a win win for everyone. We love it. How important have we seen this market be for our local uh, agriculture, I guess, farmers or, or those who, you know, also have the animals that they, you know, supply the meat for the market or anybody else that comes in? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, the last few years, our sales have increased between 2017 and now. Our sales have increased over 300%, which is obviously really good for all of the vendors. Um, we've had some farmers like the hot sellers who've been able to purchase more land and increase their farming efforts because of the mobile market. Uh, and then, you know, we look at um, value-added product vendors like Barbara Specialties have been able to expand their business and they sell their teas now at the Biodome and Country uh woods which is off of foot avenue uh you know so um we really see an impact on people's livelihoods um you know for some people at market it's a hobby but for most people it's a business uh and they do it because they're passionate about it and they love it and they want to bring healthy foods um or unique products to the community and so you know if people support the market they're supporting their local community uh and those things um will hopefully stay around for a long time yeah. Anything else that you would like to update us or tell us about the market? Yeah, we'll touch on the community gardens. As Hannah mentioned, it's going to be one thing that she's kind of taken the helm on. And and uh, we have 36 beds that are available for rent uh, every year. And I would say about half of the beds are still up for rent. Uh, and so it's $25 for the season, but we will work with you on a sliding fee scale. Uh, and you get access to a bed. We have water, compost that you can utilize, tool shed. Uh, and so if you're interested in that, um, you can email Hannah at Hannah at jtownpublicmarket.org and get your garden plot going. Um, and then we're going to be continuing our events in the garden projects as well this year. We have on June 26th, so that's coming up soon, from 1 to 3, you can come and volunteer your time to help us plant our native garden, uh, native plant garden that we are planting in a collaboration with the Audubon Community Nature Center uh, at Royal Fern Nursery. So that'll be June 26th, 1 to 3. You can come on down and help us plant. And then August 10th at 6 p.m. at the Lakeview Community Gardens, we are hosting Sarah Sorcy, who is a local herbalist with Sweet Flag Herbs, and she's going to do a plant propagation and seed starting workshop for us. Uh, And then we're hoping to do a soil health workshop later in the season as well. Uh, And um, again, you know, all of those are free, uh, and it's just a way to help support Um, you know, showing people where their food comes from and how they can participate in that, which is exciting. Awesome. I think I remember seeing that you had done some initial work in the gardens. I I don't recall if I think it was maybe late April and uh, at the at the Lakeview Avenue Community Garden. Yeah. So and that that was some. So 
did you were you able to plant the native garden then or is this just a continuation of that garden planting with the Audubon? So what we did in April was we received funding from the Sheldon Foundation as well as Carrie Wolfgang and Novel Destination to help us revitalize the bed the garden because that garden, the the beds themselves, the raised beds had not been replaced since they were built twelve years ago. So the wood was pretty rotten and they were ready for, you know, a facelift. So we were able to purchase uh, the lumber. And thanks to uh, a fantastic volunteer uh, couple, Reg and Louise Botwell, uh, who are our uh, wonderful supporters of the Audubon, uh, they were able to uh, come and show us uh, and our volunteers how to build new raised beds. So we replaced half the beds and we'll be finishing that up later this year. And then um, we were able to dig out space for the native plant garden because what we realized when we took over the gardens, we had the Chautauqua Watershed Conservancy come out and kind of survey the plants that were in our ornamental garden uh, that kind of border the, the garden. And they were uh, non-natives. And so obviously we want to support our local ecosystem. And, you know, we love the bees and the birds and the butterflies. Uh, So we partnered with the Audubon and Royal Fern Nursery. And uh, they've selected some fantastic, beautiful native plants that we will be replacing those beds with. So we we have the space already. And so June 26th, you just come and help us plant them, uh, plant the, the plants. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Is there anything else? That, I mean, because I, I was, is there one more thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love, be remiss to not uh, thank our generous sponsors who make the market uh, and all of our programs possible. So again, thank you to Novel Destination. Uh, thank you to the Jamestown Renaissance Corporation. We thank the Chautauqua Center, who've been a fabulous partner uh, and will continue to support our Veggie RX program. You can learn more about that uh, by talking to your primary physicians at Uh, the Chautauqua Center. And then we've also expanded that to the Resource Center. So if you're a patient of either the Chautauqua Center or the Resource Center, thanks to the Chautauqua Center sponsorship, you can receive a uh, 16 weeks worth of free produce through a veggie prescription. So chat with your doctor about that. Uh, And then um, we would like to thank the Community Foundation for their continued support, as well as the United Way. So, uh, and of course, St. Luke's. Of course, they live. Yeah, we mm-hmm. wouldn't uh, exist without them. So, right. and they've been—they've been kind of a partner in the last several years since you moved over to that side. They've been wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Well, Jamestown Public Market Director Linnea Carlson and Community Coordinator Hannah Buvosa. Thank you so much for being here with us. So much lined up for for this coming weekend, June June eleventh. Join us at the public market from ten a.m. to two p.m. on Third Street in downtown Jamestown. Thanks again for coming.